Hello, this is A Letter to America with Amonla and my co-host Indigo. There's a lot of injustices, but we're not just writing a letter. We're here to talk about the problems and some solutions. Stay tuned, and we're not done yet. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of A Letter to America podcast. This is Amonla, and I'm here with my co-host. I'm Indigo. And today, I would like to just brush upon, not even brush upon, I want to go in depth on what happened with one of my friends. My friend is named Elijah Tufano. I know him. I call him Ja, right? And not too long ago, my friend was assaulted by a police officer because of a mistake that he made, right? And throughout this whole experience, I'm realizing now more than ever that this could have easily been me, right? So he was here um, at a at a liquor store, right? And he's seen a homeless man and he tried to have the homeless man buy him tobacco products, right? And Elijah would have instantly regretted it after he realized what happened, right? Then he sees a police officer roll up to him and the police officer is asking him questions, see, seeing that he thought that he was um doing exactly what he's seen, right? And then Elijah gives him the tobacco, tobacco product. It's called the backwood, right? He gave him the wood, right? And then the officer keeps asking him questions and is trying to, and then tries to detain him. Elijah's like, why are you trying to arrest me, right? And at first, Elijah said he was 18 because he was afraid, like many people would be in this situation. And what happened in this video is pretty disturbing. Elijah got pushed to the ground, basically. The cop, he lost control of his handcuffs, right? And in trying to detain Elijah, he ended up punching him multiple times in the chest and in the face. Elijah has heart problems. So every time I seen him punch him in the chest, my heart just dropped a little bit because I know that I could have easily put him in a cardiac arrest. Right. And it's scary because um, my friend has always been there for me in like bad times, you know, within my within my family, you know, and he was, his house was always one that was open to me. So me not being able to help him or protect him, how he would have wanted to help or protect me was, it was anger. It, it angered me, right? In a way that I don't usually get because I couldn't do anything. I felt helpless, right? And in doing so and feeling this way, I realized that, you know, I'm not helpless. I actually do have power. Let me um, try to make sure that the media doesn't lose light of situations just like this one. And there's many of them around social media of black men being beat, killed, slaughtered in their own homes, in their own communities by these racist cops, right? And this country has been known for putting scenarios just like this one out and the police not being detained, for the police not having any repercussions for their actions, for them to be just let free, Right. With no charges brought to them. Um, I wanted to ask you, Indigo, how did you feel about the whole situation? Yeah, I just actually wanted to start by saying, have any measures been taken to suspend the cop that assaulted Elijah or is he still on the force? I believe that the police officer is still working. He mm-hmm. was just reassigned to a different part of Sacramento mm-hmm. um, for the time being. Right. And um, Elijah's parents have been trying to take legal action towards mm-hmm. this police officer in the Rancho Cordova Police Department. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when I saw the video, it made me feel very upset and very scared. You know, Elijah, he was obviously way smaller than the cop. The cop was at least two times bigger than him. He's a tiny 14-year-old child, um, and he was already on the ground, on the ground, and the cop was repeatedly punching him, repeatedly assaulting him. And, you know, it's just a really scary thought to think that any day it can just be anyone's child, anyone's cousin it can be any of my cousins my friends 
Um, and it's just really sad to think about that the people who are in our communities that are supposed to protect us, supposed to help us make the right choices, supposed to set an example, yeah. they're actually hurting us every day. Um, they're assaulting us. They're beating us for doing nothing that was even violent. You know, as you said before, I've known people in the past that have used people to try to get products like that. So it's just like it really can be anyone. Um, And it's just crazy and very sad and scary to think about. And to know that the cop is still working just in a different part of SAC is very scary because it's just like he's just still out there in the community um, with um, no consequences. Yeah. So that's really scary to think about. And I'm going to constantly bring this back up. Like, how many more of us mm-hmm. need to be abused, killed in our own homes, in our own communities mm-hmm. for this to be a national problem? Because mm-hmm. right now it's just a problem within the black community. Yeah. Right. And if it's just our problem, we will never see change. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we are the minority. We do not make up the majority of this country. We don't even make up the majority of um, the politicians that would be able to change anything about this. So what we do have to do is make this a national issue, Mm -hmm. make this an issue so that we aren't the only ones that are affected by this. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can see it a lot um, with the riots and the looting and the protests that have been happening Um, because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make this a national issue, Mm -hmm. make it so that our politicians see that this is not just a black issue. Yeah, we should not be the only ones having to combat the issue. You know, we weren't the ones that shipped ourselves here. We weren't the ones that put all these system in, systems in place. So everybody needs to get involved and people need to start using their privilege to help us get out of these situations. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to tell you guys how me and Indigo actually um, came together to make this podcast right mm-hmm. here. Um, she posted something um, about police brutality mm-hmm. and I hit her up and I haven't like before this, I, I didn't like talk to her on a regular basis yeah. like that. I didn't even realize that you had social media. <laughs> Man, she was following you. me. She's yeah. lying. She's, <laughs> she's lying. <laughs> she's trying to lie on my name. <laughs> but um, what was it called? I seen that she posts something about police brutality and it kind of just hit me and I was like, man, I don't even care. Let me hit her up. Um, and I told her about everything that happened with my friend and I showed her the video and I was like, I wonder what it is that we could do. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I had the bright idea, man, we should just start a podcast. Right. And this is this is us now um, mm-hmm. trying to make sure that the media doesn't forget situations um, just like these. The media will never forget all of these black names that these policemen have killed like. This institution of pol- of the police department is stained with many people's blood, and mm-hmm. it's not just mine. Um, and that's the thing. We have to be able to come together. We have to understand that it's mm-hmm. not just a black problem. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's a problem that we're going to have as a nation, as a community. Mm-hmm. And we need to unite because if we don't, we're going to be put in the same exact position. You know, we've been here before. We've mm-hmm. protested before. We've rioted before. We've looted before. And then we forgive, Right. And that's the thing. Um, I feel as if you could, as a human, you can only be angry for so much time. And if the police will kill us, right? Mm-hmm. And then just wait a couple months before they kill the next person, yeah. the, the cycle is over. The cycle is over and it's restarted, right? So mm-hmm. if we can move past that, that sense of anger, right, at um, the rioting and the looting stage and put this into action, um, I feel as if we're, we'll be unstoppable mm-hmm. because we're going to be able to see or keep incite what we want to see change and we're going to be able to invoke that change on our own you know because we have been able to 
put ourselves in this position. Many times we have been able to put ourselves in positions of power, being able to put ourselves in um, places where we're seen and we're heard. What's it called? Like um, in the media, if you think about artists, you're seeing black people in the media. If you Mm -hmm. think about athletes, you're seeing black people in the media. And even when you're looking, well, maybe not when it comes to like the modeling industry, but topic for another video. Um, We're... We're, we're in the media, right? Mm-hmm. So if these people who are in power, these people who have influence can speak on these situations mm-hmm. just like this one, I feel as if we'll, we'll be unstoppable. We'll be able to invoke the change that we're looking for right mm-hmm. now. But we're not going to be able to do any of, that, any of that until we unite as mm-hmm. a people, um, let alone just as a country, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, there really is strength in numbers. And once again, as we've said, it's not only a black issue, it's an issue for everyone to become involved in. And people in power need to start using that power and need to start using that privilege to help us out and really help make a change in this country. Um, and also, you know, the youth. People are quick to say, you're just a kid, you don't know what you're talking about, or you're just a kid, you can't change anything. But this is happening to kids, teenagers, on the daily. So... We really want to make sure that through this work, through our actions, that we are really bringing the youth together and showing this country that the that the youth can make a change and that we want to make sure that, you know, our siblings, our cousins, our parents aren't going to be affected by this for, you know, the next generations as it's been in the past. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say again, like, thank you for coming on because, um, I don't know, seeing that this world is ran by men, white men to be in particular, I wanted to make sure that I had a black woman, female mm-hmm. co-host because um, at the end of the day, we're going to have to be able to get past gender norms, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know many men that will not accept the fact um, if a woman makes more than them, right? Mm-hmm. If, and they, these are people that they consider like loved ones, people who like they love, right? They're married to, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that I feel as if we have to be able to accept when we both um, elevate ourselves. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you do that first or if I do that first, right? Um, because at the end of the day, we're both black. We're um, going to have to face the same issues. You know, your kids will have to face these same issues if we can't get it figured out before then right and i'm hoping that um i can we can get past all of this all of this violence all of these riots um i'm hoping that one day we won't have to deal with the same fear of ending up just like my friend elijah i'm hoping that one day my kids won't have to deal with that same fear because um at this point, I feel as if we've been doing this for so long. For the last yeah. hundred years, we've been watching ourselves being killed and beat, mm-hmm. slaughtered by these these cops who, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, don't care. I think that it's too easy to become a police officer. Mm-hmm. If you, if we keep seeing these videos, there's, we're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. We're, we're clearly doing something wrong. Um, because you don't see videos of police officers killing white people. You don't mm-hmm. see that. You don't see poli- unless like the white person is armed and even then i've seen videos where white people have guns like yeah. on their hip there was a video that i saw the other day of a white person like yeah. repeatedly going after the officer and he did nothing yeah um, i seen a video it was like a drunk white dude and he had a knife on him right mm-hmm. and the officer grabbed his mace right grabbed his mace this dude had a knife on him he grabbed his mace i've seen like like literally if i had a brush in my hand at that scenario 
the cop would be warranted to grab his gun off of his hip and shoot me. But this guy had a knife and he grabbed his mace. I had a, if I had a brush, it's, it's all bad, which really just shows the privilege that white people have. But I feel as if we've spent enough talking time talking about and explaining what white privilege is. I need them to be able to use that privilege for something good. I can't break it down. I can't break down the society's um, norms for what's OK for white people. Right. That's that's not my place. Um, And that's that's really not my fight at this point, because that's not me. Right. I'm going to be able to try to change what will affect me, what will mm-hmm. be in my people's best interest. And right now, your white privilege can help us, mm-hmm. right? Your white privilege could do way more good than harm if you just utilized it in a way that was conscious and in a way that wasn't ignorant and driven driven by hate, right? Because um, there's many spaces that I won't be accepted into, right? And I know that. And even with, like, my hair, I, there's many jobs that would not accept me um, mm-hmm. how I am. Right. And I've tried to move past that, you know, and the thing is, is that I don't really care like that anymore because um, there are white people out there who will take my culture, spin it and make it so that it's cool. Right. Make it so that, oh, that's cute. Oh, that's beautiful. This, this and that. Right. But the second I look this way or the second I say something right I'm looked at as ghetto, I'm ratchet, oh, um, you're a hoodlum, you're a thug, right? And um, mm-hmm. I'm not, right? Um, I get it. Like, I, I know what my history is. I'm not going to act like I don't. Um, but I'm going to make the conscious decision to move past what was behind me, right? Mm-hmm. To be able to break the chain or the cycle of me stepping on my own tail before or closing the doors that are right in front of me that are open mm-hmm. before they're, before I even get to walk through them, you know? Yeah, like you said, you know, it shouldn't only be our fight because it is very depressing and it does take a toll on us to, you know, every day see your friend, see other black people be assaulted, killed by police officers. So people really need to realize that they need to start stepping in and stepping up. Um, and, you know, even like our own president just recently called... The protesters mm-hmm. thugs. He called yeah. them thugs and said, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Yeah. So at this point, in my eyes, like, if you support the president, um, you know, I can't be friends with, like, I can't, I just can't respect someone that is a supporter of the president. So, you know, if you're not a supporter, if you don't condone those type of words, you really need to step up and take actions to yeah. really try to dismantle that, to really try to make sure that people recognize that it's not okay to walk around calling black people thugs. You know, it's not okay to say little things like you're going to shoot everyone that tries to riot or protest. Because once again, at the end of the day, at this point, it really is by any means necessary because, you know, they're not listening to us when we're quiet. They're not listening to us when we're peaceful and respectful. They're not listening to kids. They're not listening to the youth, even though we're the ones that this is affecting. Mm. So at the end of the day, it really is just... People need to listen. People need to step up. And if people are tired of seeing this rioting, if they're tired of seeing looting, then they need to realize why we're doing that. And they need to figure out what they can do if they want to see an end to that. Because I don't see an end to that until, you know, some laws are put into place, until some real actions are actually taken, you know, not just dismantling the riots. You know, I've already been seeing videos of police just throwing people into the street, you know, driving by, opening their car doors to slam into people. And it's just like, that's just continuing. That's just going to continue what we want. Yeah, there was yeah. A, a point that somebody brought to my attention that 
Like, if you just check your history books, every single time there was some revolution, it wasn't by, it wasn't, like, ran by the people who were, like, 50 and 60 and 70. They were like, I'm going to die soon, so is it really my fight to to even care, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's the college students. It's the youth. Yeah. It's the high school students, right? It's the people who will have to, who have to deal with this later, you know? Um, and the thing is, is that, like, one day... One day I'm going to be an adult, right? And one day I'm going to be able to vote. Right now I can't. Um, and it does irritate me a little bit that all of all of my future is based off of someone else when it comes to this country, right? Um, and I have to realize that if there's going to be a change, it's going to have to start with myself. I can't ask something of anybody else that I'm not doing of myself. At that point, I'd just be a hypocrite, right? And I'm trying to... Try not to be angry with the next gen or with the generation before me because like they constantly tell us is just you're the future, right? You're the future, right? So you're gonna have to fix everything that happened. But they're like still digging the hole while they're telling us, Oh, you're the future, you're gonna fix this, you're gonna fix this. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue the problem though. But yeah. you, but you'll fix it. You'll fix it, you'll fix it. And it's this just this vicious cycle of us doing that exact same thing. And I don't wanna be a part of that, you know? I don't want to tell my kids and my grandkids oh yep you'll fix it while i commit the same acts that have brought us to this very point and if you are a white viewer right now i just want you to know that your silence is the same as the violence that is going on in this world Mm -hmm. your white silence perpetuates our black violence, your white silence perpetuates it. Like that just means that you are the reason or n- not you like exactly, but you not saying anything is just the same mm-hmm. as that cop who stood on George Floyd's neck. Right. And killed him. Right. You're the same person as that cop that watched him kill that innocent black man. Right. So don't sit by and watch. You can you can do something. You do have power in these situations. I get it. We all feel a little helpless because we're not right there on the front lines. But you do have a say um, in this whole thing. And to wrap it all up, I just want you guys to remember that you always have a choice. You can make the conscious decision to change. You can make the decision to do something different. You've seen that this hasn't worked. We tried to do this, you guys' way, and it hasn't worked. We tried we, we tried to be as, you know, keeping our standoffish and keeping our heads down, but that didn't work. You know, we're still getting killed and there's still no repercussions. Right. So I'm asking you guys to remember that you guys have power within all of these situations. Right. So remember, you guys, this is a letter to America. I hope to see you guys next week. And you are going to hear many things here. And some of them people will not like. Viewer discretion is advised and take what you learn and put it into something that will help us all please and thank you and i will see you guys next week you've been listening to a letter to america with amonla and indigo make sure to join us weekly on fridays at 5 p.m you can find us on any of your favorite podcast stations websites or apps